to the Indian Creek Baptist Church podcast. Thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact us. Our website is www.indiancreekbaptistchurch.org or our email address is info at indiancreekbaptistchurch.org. It is our sincere hope that through this podcast, God will speak to your heart and touch your life so that you may grow closer to him. We are going to pick back up in the book of John. We've uh, seen Christ last week as he was again teaching and preaching to the Pharisees and the Jews. Uh, and he stepped on some toes and they got angry and decided they were going to try and stone him again. And uh, Christ left and went across the River Jordan to where he was baptized. And uh, while he was there, we, the, chapter 10, verse number 42, says that it, and many believed on him there. Um, today, we're going to pick up in John chapter 11, verse number 1, and what should be a, a very familiar story for us, uh, for many of us, but uh, I want to look at a few things as we go through it. So John chapter 11, verse number 1, the Bible says, Now a certain man was sick, named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, The sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. And when he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Let's pray. Father God, again, I love you. I thank you for all you're doing here in this little church. Lord, I pray tonight that you would calm my spirits, that you would straighten my thoughts, Lord, that I would be able to say what is you've put on my heart, Lord, that it would be effective, that it would be your truth, not my opinions, Lord, but that it would be exactly what we needed to hear tonight. So God, please, uh, for some reason the stage fright is popping up tonight, so guide and direct, put your hand upon me. Lord, please help us to hear and understand your word. We love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So here we see some friends. The Bible tells us that Jesus loved these people, this family. And we're introduced to Mary and Martha and Lazarus. Mary is Mary of Bethany. We first are introduced to Mary as we, if we read from front to back in the Bible, not, not necessarily chronologically, well, we first see her, Mary and Martha, in Luke chapter 10. So if you would go back with me to Luke chapter 10. <clears throat> Luke chapter 10 and verse number 38. It says, Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. 
and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Here we have two sisters that obviously uh, know who Christ is. They are disciples of him, even though they are staying at home and they receive Jesus and the rest of his disciples into their house. And they begin to prepare. And Martha is cumbered about much serving. She is doing everything she can to be the hostess with the mostest. And Mary, her sister, chooses to sit instead at Jesus' feet and listen to him teach. We understand that this rubs Martha wrong and she uh, goes to Christ and tries to get him to rebuke Mary. But he reminds Martha that Mary has chosen that good thing, that right thing. How often are we like Martha where we stress, we, we lose our faith when something goes wrong or instead of Choosing the good thing, we ignore Christ. This story reminds me of the seed that was on stony ground. In the the parable of the sower and the seeds, the seed that was sown on stony ground immediately took root. It had some soil, but because there there were stones and and rocks in the area, there there was not enough soil for it to root well. And when the sun came up, it was scorched. There was also the seed that was sown on thorny ground and that was good, fertile ground and the the seed took root and grew but soon the, the cares and the worries and the thorns of the world choked it out. This is what often happens for us. The seed on stony ground pictures us, those of us that have gotten saved and have fallen away because of a lack of discipleship. The seed on thorny ground pictures those that have gotten saved and fallen away because of a lack of discipline. We're not able to discipline ourselves to do the things that are needed to seek the Savior and we just let everything take our breath away. And I said that was Mary, but this was Martha that we were introducing first. The second is the anointer, Mary. John points out in John chapter 11, verse number 2, that... Or three, that this Mary is the one that anoints the Lord with ointment and wipes his feet with her hair. This is the time that uh, as they are in Simon the leper's house, they are uh, sitting and eating and she chooses to break open the box of spikenard. We see this in Mark 14, 3. Mark 14.3, the Bible says, And being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious, and she brake the box and poured it on his head. And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, Why was this waste of the ointment made? For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and they and have been given to the poor. And they murmured against her. And Jesus said, Let her alone, why trouble ye her? She hath wrought a good work on me. For ye have the poor with you always, and whensoever ye will, ye may do them good. But me ye have not always. She hath done what she could. She has come aforehand to anoint my body for the burying. 
Verily I say unto you, whosoever this gospel, or wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she hath done shall be spoken of for a memorial of her. And then in John chapter 12, just the very next chapter as this uh, story of Lazarus being raised from the dead is completed. John chapter 12 and verse number 1 says, Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him, Why is not why was not this ointment sold for three hundred pence and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief, and had the bag, and bare what was put therein. Then said Jesus, Let her alone. Against the day of my bearing hath she kept this. For the poor always ye have with you, but me ye have not always. Much people of the Jews therefore knew that this that he was there, and they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might see Lazarus, who also also whom he had raised from the dead. Mary chose that good work. She chose to bless the Lord with everything that she had. She again chose Christ over everything else. And then we are introduced to Lazarus, the dead one. Lazarus, their brother who is sick. And for those of us that know the story, he will eventually die. It's interesting here, I wonder, uh, as and I believe that this is the case, that this is the same Lazarus from the story that Christ tells of the rich man and Lazarus in Luke 16. I believe that this happened at the time when Lazarus died, that the reason they have this information in Luke 16 is because Lazarus was there and came back from the dead and reported it to them. So let's go to Luke chapter 16 real quick. Luke chapter 16 and verse number 19. The Bible says, There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate, full of sores, and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried, and he cried, and said, "Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and said Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame." But Abraham said, "Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. Besides all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence." To you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house, for I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. 
And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. I believe that this is the same Lazarus. Lazarus was not a very common name. It was not one that was used often. And it is given twice here in the Bible. And I believe that this is the same Lazarus. This is the time as Christ has now been informed that he is sick. This is the time that he's laying at the, the rich man's gate full of sores. And the dogs are licking his sores. And he's soon to die. And then, of course, we know that Christ will raise him from the dead. And we have this urgent request. Mary and Martha know who Jesus is. They know of his miracles. They follow him. And they send an urgent request. This is not just... Uh, this, this afternoon I took an extra long nap. I wasn't feeling well. Had a little bit of a cold symptom. And, and this is not just that. Uh, we know from the story that this isn't just a cold. This is a major life-threatening illness. And I believe that Mary and Martha both knew who Christ was and that he was, and that what he could do, so they sent for him. And believing that, I also know that there is no way they would have sent for Jesus if Lazarus could have been healed by a doctor or by any other means, if he could have been healed by himself, by time. They are seeking Christ asking him to drop his ministry and come because this is an urgent, imminent thing. Their brother is dying. But Christ says in verse number 4, when Jesus heard that he's... That when Jesus heard that, he said, the sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Christ, being God, knowing all things, knows and understands that this sickness, while Lazarus will die, is not unto death. Death is not the end. That this will be for the glory of God. Christ is not making a mistake here. He is not talking out of turn. He knows exactly what is about to happen. And that's why he waits two extra days to respond to this urgent matter. We know that Christ loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. It, the Bible tells us in verse number 5. Later on, we're going to see Jesus weep, not because of Lazarus being dead, but because of the, the crying and the tumult that he sees around, the lack of faith that he sees in all those that are there. But Christ is making a prophecy here. The end is not death, but new life and glory to God. Death has to come first, however. And that same is true for us today. The only way that we can truly come to know eternal life, to truly know and understand our Savior, is that we first have to die to ourselves. Our pride and self-righteousness must die before we can be reborn. We need to understand that in all of this, the, the story that we're going to get into next week as we see Lazarus pass away and Christ raise him from the dead, the grieving, all of that is done with love. And I think about, uh, as we, we look at this right now, I think of the Shendals and, and the Woosleys and uh, those that are in Nashville right now that have lost loved ones and Understanding that God allowed these things to happen and he allowed these things to happen out of love so that his power and glory could be made known. So that we might die to ourselves and come to understand and to know him. But John again in verse number 5 reminds us that Jesus loved Mary and Martha and Lazarus. 
And he reminds us of this before he tells us that Jesus waited two days before he was responding, before he responded. Now, when I was on the fire department in Creston, we had this wonderful tool that was a website. It's called IamResponding.com. And we were expected, it was a very small department, we were expected to respond when we were off duty to fires and things that needed our attention. We had a, a pre-programmed phone number in our phones that when our pager went off, we dialed the phone number and it rang in and there was a, a menu. And if you just hung up, it gave a, a default answer that you were responding to the station from a default point. For me, it was from my home. Uh, it was a five-minute trip on a really bad day where I had to hit every light and all those things and, and I wasn't speeding. The longest it had ever taken me was five minutes. So I could know as somebody at the station, when I hear the call, as somebody responding first, I could look at a big screen out in the bay and I could know who was coming, who was on their way, and I could begin to plan and make make arrangements for who needed to bring what truck and what people needed to be there and what I was facing if I needed to make uh, have other departments brought in depending on how big the call was but I could also change with just one push of a button I could change my default response to a longer response this allowed us to do some very amazing things but the whole point is we knew who was responding who was coming to the call that we sent out. Mary and Martha had sent out this call to Jesus, and they know that he's coming, but Jesus is tarrying. He's waiting. And I know that this delay surely felt like an eternity. I've been the unfortunate one on the other end of the 911 call several times and sat and waited for people to respond. And The first was the night that my daughter was born, and... Uh, made the phone call from my home over here on Maxwell Street behind the school and waited and waited and waited thinking, man, they're right here in town. It should be a lot quicker than this. And what really was only about five or six minutes felt like 20 or 30 minutes before anybody got here that could uh, that could help us. It feels like an eternity before you get the answer. And as we go through life and we understand the things that are happening around us and we come to storms and trials in our life and we seek and pray and seek God's face, we have to have that faith that first he has already allowed this to happen, that he knew it was coming. Mary and Martha, I'm sure, uh, being very new believers, lacked this faith a little bit and we're going to see that uh, they both confront Christ as he arrives but we also need to understand that sometimes the deliverance takes time as we've been going through the book of Judges we've seen where people have to be brought along I think of Gideon uh, the children of Israel sought God's face and, and needed a deliverer and God went and spoke to Gideon and, and God had to persuade had to help Gideon grow in his faith in order for him to become the man that God needed him to be the deliverer that God needed him to be and here there is a perfectly reasonable reason for this God waited two days so that Lazarus could die and be raised again and when we look back at 
the story in Luke is Christ is teaching of Lazarus and the rich man. I believe that he heard that rich man's prayer. That he heard that rich man beg Father Abraham to send Lazarus to his five brethren. And then I believe that he heard Mary and Martha's prayer. And that's why he brought Lazarus back. And we're going to look at those things a little bit more in the next couple of weeks. But Christ waited. Christ tarried. And as we stand here today with the world collapsing around us, we need to understand that Christ is waiting. He's tearing. He is for us looking for that last person to get saved. That last one that will place their faith and trust in him willingly before he returns. That doesn't make the fact that he's coming back any less a fact. It just makes his grace and mercy even more relevant. Next week, we'll pick up from here and take a look at what Christ does for these two days as he tarries. This miracle isn't just for the sisters and their brother. There was also a major lesson that needed to be learned by the disciples and the apostles who were traveling with Christ. In all of this, don't ever forget that the times when God tarries, he does not deliver you, or maybe something doesn't happen just the way you think it should, that God does with does everything with and because of the same overarching theme as he does here, because he loves you just as he did Mary and Martha and Lazarus. Romans 8.28 says, For all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are the called according to his purpose. All things includes the good and the bad. And they all work together for our good. To grow us, to mold us, to shape us, and to show his grace and his mercy.